Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Damian Parson, who is a national scout for the Draft Network as well as the host of Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And Damian, really appreciate you joining us, man. How's Indianapolis treating you? It's treating me well. It's treating me well. Weather's a little inconsistent. Uh, first two days out here, but, you know, we are enjoying the time that we're having now. Hey, well, that's all that matters, man. So kind of walk us through what it's been like so far. I know that uh, this weekend's really where it's going to get down to the nitty-gritty, but uh, what's the experience been like so far, and what are some of the things that you as a media member have done up there so far with the draft? Um, it's been a really good experience. Uh, yesterday was day, you know, kind of the start of it, day one, uh, mostly head coaching, uh, head coaches and general manager interviews. So just kind of, you know, you get to see different personalities, which head coaches would be a little more offering. Like Pete Carroll is an amazing interview um the new gm of the cardinals monty austin fort was great you know he talked about um that they're willing they're ready to pick a player at three and they're prepared to do that but the phone lines are open for a qb needy team that wants to tr- uh, trade up in the draft and for them to trade back um and you listen to doug peterson talk about how he wants to use uh travis Etienne more and more of like the return game and he believes in having two to three um, good running backs in, in a nice stable, not just rely on one guy. Um, and then today was more of the player interviews. So you get to uh, kind of with the D line and edge group, um, get to see certain guys, you know, kind of how to handle the media and how to handle questions. And, uh, they were linebackers out there as well. So there's really, you know, getting a chance to really see the personalities from these kids. Some of these kids come up from schools that where they don't have a big media fan base or, you know, they're not, they don't have cameras in their face. As much like you can see that some guys it took a little minute for them to warm up, but once they you know once they got going, they were willing to answer questions and be uh, be as open as they could be. What are the deepest positions you see not only at the combine but going into the NFL draft this year? Oh man, corner is the top. Corner cornerback. I think John Harbaugh said today that he's watched about two scouters and watched film on about ten cornerbacks that he would have them graded. Rounds one, you know, rounds one and two, and, and I'm completely in agreement with him. This is a really loaded cornerback class. Uh, edge group is, is is really deep as well. You got a lot of different body types and skill sets. Uh, tackle has uh, offensive tackle has some good some good depth. But I think along with corner is tight end. Tight end um, has a plethora. We haven't even gotten to see the guys that are here yet. Uh, you know, the, the offensive guys will be later on in the week, but. Titan is a very, very good group. Damian Parson is our guest, national scout for the Draft Network here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Damian, uh, is there a particular player, though, that you feel like is not being talked about enough, some guy that you really <laughs> like this weekend or at least in the NFL draft combine that may not be getting as much love but you think is going to be a big-time player? Oh, yeah. Cornerback out of Oregon State, Alex Austin, um, listed at 6'1 six, six, on, um, on Oregon State's website. I believe about 200 pounds even <clears throat> fluid athlete he has the size and the length that you want nice build but he's a fluid mover for for one for a kind of a longer legs corner you know watching him on tape i'm really excited to see him uh down here uh here in indy and see how fast he runs that raw athleticism right that unbridled athleticism in the 40 yard dash how high he'll jump but this is young man a lot of people don't talk about because when you don't a lot of people don't really look at you know the pac 12 and you know, look at cornerbacks outside of Christian Gonzalez. But this young man, Alex Austin, is someone I'm extremely excited for, as well as North Carolina wide receiver Josh Downs. You know, he's a 
man, I've talked about a lot on, on Twitter. And, and any chance I, I get, because, you know, even though he's listed at 5'10", uh, plays the ball well at, at the highest point, you know, for a smaller receiver, he battled extremely well in contested catch situations. He's a tremendous route runner, maybe the best route runner in this class. Uh, quick twitch guy, more probably more than more will be more of a slot receiver, but extremely talented. And I just love his game. Focus is always on speed. Uh, we get enamored by speed, and not every player has it. But outside of that, what are some of those intangibles that you look for at the combine? Oh man, just just talking to kids, and, and for me, I think self awareness, right? Like you know, understanding where you need to get better, uh, and that's something that is I would I wouldn't call it rare because kids do understand it, but it's just not as, as prominent as you would like. And then, for example, uh, Auburn edge rusher Derek Hall talked to answer the question today about what he needs to improve on, and he said he'd be he was honest. He said I learned a lot about myself down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. He said my first move is which is a long arm stab, um, that I use it, and it's effective. And it wins a lot for me. But when that first move doesn't win, I get stuck on blocks, and I'm not effective or efficient pat rushing the passer. He said, so I've been working on uh, get, uh, creating and, and developing counters and more hand uh, usage to win quickly and not just use the same move over and over. But if my first move is uh, defeated, I have another move in my bag. So just things of that nature, high character guys, football instincts, guys that really love the game, but just being self-aware. So I know that you're not going to get complacent when you get to the league, that you're going to always look at your game and say, man, this is what I need to get better at to take my game to another level. So, Damian, a question, of course, or at least a topic of discussion has been Bryce Young and to you saying, hey, mm-hmm. his size and his measurables and all that. Uh, a lot of people have in their own opinions on that, but what do you make uh, of Bryce Young and the measurables there and also just the quarterback class in general and some of the other guys that could be taken pretty high in this year's draft? For, for Bryce, the measurements are going to be important. I'm not worried too much about what he weighs in because, like, guys bulk up and drop weight every year to come into this event. It's more so what are you going to look like when he gets to training camp? What's going to be your playing weight in the preseason and the regular season? But that's the weight and – things of that nature that whether it's a bigger guy that, that battles, you know, keeping a sustained good playing weight level, or it's a smaller guy who bulks up for the perception that, hey, I can add weight. So it's just that whatever he weighs in it, I'm not, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Because then we fast forward and it's, you know, early August and we're seeing pictures of him and he looks like he's 175 again. If he can't maintain, if he gets up to 185 or 205 or whatever the rumor is, if he can't sustain that and stay at that weight, it really doesn't change anything for me um, to come in at 205 or whatever here. But with these other quarterbacks, you know, Bryce isn't throwing either. But you'll get to see Anthony Richardson, uh, the young, explosive, big-arm quarterback that a lot of people look at like similar to Cam Newton and Josh Allen from Florida. And you get Will Levis, uh, another big six foot three, six foot four. 225, 230, big arm quarterback that can move. And you get to see these guys really just rip it in the field drills. And I hope they both run the 40 so you can kind of see what their times are. Uh, but put on the tape, both of these guys can move and they're mobile. Uh, unfortunately, Hendon Hooker, to the, due to the ACL, won't be able to throw. But a guy that I think can really help himself is BYU quarterback Jared Hall. He had a rough single bowl week. Just couldn't get the timing and everything down with those receivers. But his tape is good. He, he played well on film. So just coming out here and you want to leave a more lasting impression, you don't want everyone to have that 
that trip of um, and then that week of Mobile as the last impression on you heading into the actual NFL draft in April. Who are the top five players on your big board right now? Oh man, I haven't I haven't finished releasing yet, but it it was you know especially prior to the the warrants and all that stuff for Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter was at one. Will Anderson uh, was at two for me. Bijar Robinson was three. Um, I actually had I think Tyree Wilson at four. Um, I don't have him right in front of me and <laughs> to to give you the most accurate list, but <clears throat> I actually had like Broderick Jones, a tackle out of. Um, Georgia, I had them uh, really high in uh, like five. They're still working progress. I'm still moving guys around. But those guys are like tools, physical ability, things that you look for, right? Guys that you can project to the league and say, you know what? They have the look, the length, the body type, the athleticism. Now I've got to coach them up and, and make, the, make them to the start of those physical abilities so that they can be. How much has that changed for you in, in years past prior to the combine and after the combine? Oh, man, like prior to the combine, you know, it's, it's, you, you focus so much on the film. Uh, and then once the combine gets there and you see things happen afterwards, you know, you, you there will be some guys that will give you questions. You know, the guy that you thought would have ran faster, you think that a couple of years ago was Jalen Rager, the TCU wide receiver. People thought he was going to be 4-3, four, 4-4, four, four, uh, you know, low 4-4s. Four, I think he was closer to 4-5, four, 4-4-8 four, four, or something like that. And, and people were kind of disappointed because of how fast he looked on tape. So it's like it, it, whenever things like that happen or a guy that you didn't think was fast, and it's like, oh, he runs a 4-3? Hmm, I didn't really see that on tape. And then you go back to the tape and you just reevaluate. Make sure, hey, man, maybe I was tired that night when I was watching him or whatnot. Let me go back and get another, a second, even third look to make sure and confirm either I was wrong or right. And if, I'm, if I was incorrect on the first go-round, I can go ahead and make, uh, you know, make some adjustments and, and and move and pivot. I you know, never want to uh, – I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make is getting stuck with confirmation bias and not allowing themselves to be fluid because this is a fluid process, guys. You can't – you know, no matter which happens, you can't create mental models. And, but that happens a lot. You know, I love Anthony Richardson, but I'll tell you about it. Like, he's still – I think he needs a year to sit, right, rather than playing him as a day one starter because he's only been a, a one-year starter in college. So he doesn't have the rep. Just yet, but you know he has everything else you want. You just want to nurture him and get him to a place where you're comfortable starting him. So, just being fluid—that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I give anybody. Be fluid. Never, you're never always right. You will never be always. You'll never always be wrong. You just want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to adjust and make the right decision. Real quick, before we let you get out of here, Damon, I know a guy that at least people here in Arkansas know about is Drew Sanders. He uh, met with the media today, just uh, thinks it's gonna, probably going to be the highest raise you're back taking, but uh, what did you get to hear from him, and uh, what do you make of him as a player? Um, you know, he, he talked about how the first kind of the first question he's been getting in meetings uh, is where do we play you? Where do, where do you feel comfortable? Where do you think that you will be best used? And um, I like his game. You know, he, he transferred from Alabama, but he originally went to Alabama as a as an edge, a defensive end. So, like, you know, you think it's a copycat league, you know, and, and you think about what teams are, what we see with Michael Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys, or even down in Denver with Barry, uh, Baron Browning from out of Ohio State. He was an off-ball backer that they now, they use him in both ways. They'll play him off-ball and drop him in the coverage, and then they'll rush him off the edge as, a, as an edge rusher they three 3-4. I think Drew Sanders fits that mold. You know, he has the physical frame, the, the, the athleticism to get downhill and get downhill quickly. And I think on, on first and second downs, if you want, you can play him in off-ball situations. But I think third down, 
money rounds. I think the best bet for this young man going forward is putting him on the edge, putting his ears back, and telling him to go get a quarterback. Because that versatility is, is key. The more you can do is my favorite phrase, especially for prospects. So I really like his game and his potential because I don't even think he scratched the surface this year. Damian Parson, he's a national scout for the Draft Network as well as the host on Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter uh, at DP underscore NFL. Damian, really appreciate you joining us, man. I know you're a busy guy. Have fun up there in Indianapolis, man. I know we'll catch up with you later. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys.